Hello, everybody. Thank you for listening to another episode of Living with TBI. I am Jose Betancourt, your host. So it's been a, a few weeks since I recorded. It's been really tough trying to find the motivation to record. Now, a few weeks ago, I recorded a bunch of content and I took a three-hour drive to Massachusetts and back. So that really put a lot of strain on me. And I think I'm finally recovering. Uh, I spoke about mental fatigue and driving that long. And of course, I had to make sure we drove during the day. I had my sunglasses. So thankfully, um, there was no rain. And there wasn't a lot of traffic because we went on a Saturday. We went to pick up my son, uh, who's, who's uh, home from college. So driving over there, the excitement, that, that kept me motivated. Driving back about halfway uh, home, I started to feel really, really tired and sleepy to the point where I found myself nodding off as we were driving. Now again... It wasn't too much traffic. Well, barely any, thankfully. So we had to stop. I had to close my eyes for about 15 minutes. And I don't know about you guys, but when, uh, do you guys feel like when you get really tired, like you have to sleep on the spot? Like for me, um, and, and I used to feel like this when I used to be a partier, you know, when I used to, in my teens, early 20s, when I used to hang out, stay up all night, go to work, uh, go to school or whatever. And then all of a sudden, all that adrenaline wears out and you have to fall asleep. Like there's a desperation where you need to sleep. That's how I feel when I get mental fatigue. I need to sleep on the spot. And it, it is frustrating because it could be during the middle of the day. So driving, I found out that it, it will happen as I'm driving. And thankfully, my son and my wife were with me, so they were able to keep me company. And we took a rest stop, and I was able to just simply close my eyes for 15 minutes. I didn't fall asleep, but that was enough to get me back home. As we got closer to home, obviously, it started to come back and... Obviously, again, I was able to sleep about 30 minutes after we got home. And I haven't really recorded any content since then because I will literally sit at my desk with my microphone, my microphone set up, my headphones on, the computer is on, the recording software is on, and I just don't have the motivation. Today, um, because... I've met a few people through a Facebook group and on Twitter who actually are going through very similar things that I'm going through, and I want to give them a shout-out. So the Facebook group that I am part of, uh, they call themselves, and let me get that over here. They are called Traumatic Brain Injury, Healing and Recovery support group and as I've mentioned before reading what other people are going through some 
sometimes it's a lot worse than what I'm going through. There are people who have gotten into serious car accidents or worse, and they are fighting to recover. And so that makes me feel uh, a little bad because, granted, I got hit with a 15-pound object on my forehead, but I see, and my phone is speaking to me for some reason, I read these stories and I realize that I'm not as bad as some other people. And that's part of life. You know, there's always someone going through a tougher situation than you are. And you have to look at the big picture. And then there are people who are very similar uh, or going through similar things that I'm going through. uh, Dealing with the same exact issues that I'm going through. Mental fatigue, photophobia, which is sensitivity to light. I still have issues looking at objects, especially with patterns. And instead of focusing on them, they start moving, (laughs) like swerving very slowly, swerving side to side. And it's really freaky when it happens because sometimes I forget and I'll start looking at something and it starts moving. And I'm like, and then, then I get dizzy. Reading text, it's really challenging, especially on my phone. For the most part, when I'm trying to read some of these stories on Facebook and uh, in, in the uh, TBI group, I have to browse through them because I can't read all of the text. So I, I sit there really slowly reading. And then eventually, because my attention span is really is, has suffered, I just browse to the next thing. <laughs> so I try to get the main uh, crust of the story, and then I try to respond and, and or give an inspiring message to the person. Because there are people, parents, spouses of people who suffer from TBI who are also sharing their stories, and it's not easy. And so the, I met a really cool person. Her name is Tessa Leanders. Hopefully I pronounced her last name correctly. She's working on a project uh, that focuses on people with traumatic brain injuries. And she's been posting on social media for people to share their stories. I shared mine and, you know, It's good to network. Number one, she's looking into doing a blog, doing a podcast. And so we have that in common. And plus, we have TBI in common. So we can share our stories. We can network, try to share groups, and try to maybe even one day uh, I could be on her podcast. She could be on on this one. And as I stated in in a, a few episodes ago, Helping each other, that's a great way for those of us dealing with head injuries to cope with what we're going through. Because there are a lot of times, even still, it's been over a year and I still feel as if no one believes me. And it's not something that people are doing or actually telling me. It's just me. It's just me feeling that way. 
and uh, you know they call it the invisible injury, and it is. It's invisible unless you're going through it. You don't know. You ha- you know you don't know. You could look at you could look at me and and look at me and say there's nothing wrong with that guy. But unless you know me from the past, uh, pre-injury, and you you know you have known me for a long time and you realize that certain things have changed unless you're one of those people you're not going to know that i've i'm suffering from uh disabilities uh you know cognitive disabilities balance uh you know vision and then i still get the headaches you know and then i gotta sleep (laughs) any given moment it always happens. After therapy, I got to sleep. So it's like working out a muscle. It gets Your brain gets tired, and it, when it tells you it's time to sleep, you got to sleep. For some people, that might be a good thing. For me, as someone who enjoys going out and doing street photography and working on my photography craft, and I love working with my hands, that's the other thing I'm starting to... I'm starting to get this weird trembling in my hands and it, it's it's weird it, it's really weird like it's not noticeable but I f- obviously feel it and it comes and goes and there was one day where I was helping the landlord we were they were working on the uh, on the bathroom and I helped them to pick up the toilet and I thought it was going to slip because my hands started trembling and luckily, we only moved it a few feet. But I literally was about to tell him, dude, let's put this down because it's going to slip. And quite frankly, I'm a big guy. I work on elevators. I could pick up that toilet by myself with no problem. Or at least I used to. Now it's a different story. I still have the strength, but I noticed that I have this trembling in, in my arms and especially my right hand, it's weird. And the injury occurred on the right side of my head. So my right eye is the one that hurts the most. The right side of my head hurts when I do get the headaches. Now, I did have um, a herniated disc from the injury because my head went backwards. And they said there was some nerve damage on the right side. So maybe that's part of the trembling problem. I am walking different. I thought it was something, I thought there was something wrong with like a muscle pull or something along the hip, upper back area. Well, lower back is like the border of uh, the waist, lower back, upper hip or whatever. I thought I was sleeping in a bed because my bed is kind of old, you know, but it does need changing. But because we're looking to move out the country in a few years, we don't want to purchase a brand new mattress and, you know, have to worry about that in a few years. So we flip over the bed every once in a while. I thought that's what it was, but no, I'm, I can't walk the way I used to. Like, I feel like a struggle when I'm walking. Um, And, and I don't know if it's because I'm trying to compensate when I'm walking uh, trying to balance myself out. I don't know what it is. I, all I know is now I walk different. <laughs> I walk 
I, I feel old, man. <laughs> like, it's really frustrating. Really frustrating. And, and talking about it really helps. Every Tuesday, I do speak to a counselor, and, you know, that helps me out a lot. The groups help me. Networking helps. And podcasting. You know, anything I can do to share my story, possibly help others, help myself by not keeping everything in and feeling like I'm, you know, frustrated and I can't talk to anyone. Uh, all that helps. All that helps. And, uh, you know, I'm just trying to do my part in the whole outlook of things. Just trying to give people a new outlet, give people a voice, give people a, a place where they can listen and understand that, no, you are not alone. Yes, there are other people out there dealing with what you're going through. And there is someone who is, uh, I'm very fortunate that I'm able to do my podcasting, my YouTube. There are people who can't even do that. So I'm very fortunate that even though with the limitations I do have, um, I'm very fortunate that there are things that I can still do that I've done before the injury. So I'm very thankful for that. So anyway, I am Jose Betancourt. I hope you guys take care and I will talk to you soon.